0: Straight Talk, from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Returning Home. I'm your host, Natalie Sapinski. We have a great show for you today. It is today is April twenty-third. Now Yomat's mood is just a few days away. Yomazi Haron begins in two days. It's a very big time here in Israel this week. These two holidays um back to back, the very, very sad turning over into the very, very jubilant um all very quickly. And it, it's a very poignant part of living here. Um it's so funny when I hear the words in English, Memorial Day. Any of you listening who are American probably refer to Memorial Day as the time when the beginning of summer begins and it's marked by sales at the different you know clothing stores and, and all kinds of stores. I remember Memorial Day sale. I would always hear this and people go to the beach and they do barbecues and it's uh, like I think it might even be a four day weekend. And that's all I ever associated with these words Memorial Day. But here in Israel, it's very, very different people go to the cemetery, the cemeteries are full, um, very uh, heavy day, there's a siren where we all have to stand silently for I believe, two minutes in the morning. Um, ceremonies in the schools, they go over and uh, we play the, the, the war, the war of independence, acting it out, young children do this. Um, there's uh, the, just this heaviness in the air. And um, the flags are half-mast. And it's a very, very personal day for people because so many have lost loved ones over the years in acts of terror and in the wars. So it's not like this far away, long time ago, historical day that we hold on to. It is very fresh. People have fresh wounds. Um, And then at the end of the day, uh, often, at least my issue, when they are lighting candles, for different people, um, the, the atmosphere changes. And I, I think I s- probably speak to you about this every year, but the atmosphere changes. And all of a sudden children come out and they're dancing with flags, everyone's wearing blue and white. Um, our rabbi uh, announces all the children who have been born this year and the songs become happy. And uh, then we all go and have a big picnic on the grass and the children do dances on the stage and we watch on a big screen live from Yerushalayim, the ceremony there. And there's um, not just a picnic, but there's, you know, cake and there's um, ice cream and it's, it goes into the night till 11 o'clock at night. And then there's singing afterwards goes into like three in the morning, I think. It's amazing. And it is the best part of being in Israel because it's here. It's all here. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're not celebrating Israel from another place. You're celebrating Israel from Israel. Um, I'm welcoming now our guest today. Her name is Sarah Kramer. And I believe Sarah and I met each other on one of my chats when I was talking, there must be a few um, partners in Aliyah, Aliyah groups, people interested in Aliyah. Now, Sarah is a young, young grandmother and told me that she had wanted to make Aliyah for years and things were just getting, and I think this is right, and she'll correct me if I'm wrong, things are just out of control in America today. And she told me she's just got to go. And I, I want to explore that here. Um, I told her we're going to get into it. So, Sarah, thank you for coming. I think you're in New York, right? You're from New York. You're going to be moving here, right?
0: Yes. I live in Brooklyn, New York, Flatbuck. Okay, um, And I'll take one question at a time from you or however you want to proceed. It's up to you.
1: Oh, I love it. A New York accent. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, I- <laughs> Brooklyn accent. Um, great. All right. So I send you a couple questions. So why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners so we get a sense of who you are?
0: Sure. So living in New York, I go by Susan Kramer, but, um, my name is Sarah. I feel like I'm a Sarah, not really a Susan. And, um, my question so i'll just tell you briefly i'm 65 young i feel very young i've been working for the board of education as uh first i started as a para then i was a secretary and then i became a teacher so i retired last year from the board of education uh after 32 years and they actually called me back so i worked part-time uh, what's most interesting about my career is I teach incarcerated youth for m- most of my life. Um, and please interrupt me if I would like any further questions.
1: I, I have a question. Incarcerated youth, do you, you teach kids that are in jail?
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So you teach bad kids?
0: They're not bad. They're
1: just. Oh, a true teacher. Okay. They just made um, mistakes. <laughs>
0: okay. Children so had good the advantages of life. Uh, So I've taught, and I'm an ESL teacher, which is also very interesting. I teach children from all around the world. Um, And I'm involved in many, many, many different things. I've served in the Sorrel, which is really the highlight, and I get the chills thinking of the highlight of my life, is being an ambassador for Sorrel. Uh, Why don't you, ex-
1: wait, ex- yeah, explain that a little bit what that is. So, ah, ah Sar SARL, Sar L, they're the volunteers for the army,
0: right? So, uh, I've done it three times already where I uh, volunteer on an army base. I was in Beersheba last summer, and um, it's more reward, most rewarding thing I've ever done in my entire life. I feel, um, just I love doing it. and I'm also a recruiter for them where I try to encourage Americans to uh, join Sarel and I help with the paperwork cause, and I just love doing it. I never wanted to get off the base.
1: Well, Kola and- Kavald, we need more like you. That is I'd love to hear that. That's that's great. Now, does that have anything to do with you deciding to move to Israel or am I pushing oh. too much here?
0: no well it's a combination but i also when i'm in israel i study at Nishmat, which is a torah study center for women there's a three-week program i've done that for several years and i study at sharim in harnov with um and pavlov a great influence in my life and uh every and i've also worked with um immigrants um from abroad, t- teaching them English. So uh, when I was always teaching during the school year, I always went back to Israel summers to serve Eretz Yisrael. But I, the reason I am the way I am is uh, we grew up in a household and uh, zichron the best parents in the world who many years ago you know, it wasn't so common to send kids to Jewish camps. But my brothers and I attended Camp, Ramon, Camp Ramah, all Jewish camps. We went to Jewish schools. We went to Yeshiva Central Queens. And I think what really got me most Zionistic was Camp Ramah in the Berkshires and Solomon Schechter. And it's because of my parents. We always went to Israel. My Cheshiva brother, he made Aliyah 50 years ago in Yer Tashem. Anniversary, and he has lots of children and grandchildren, great grandchildren, and um, that's. I think it comes from my roots.
1: Okay, um, okay. They, you were bred. It sounds very natural that you would be here, and your brother has been here for so long. You have not. You you did not follow him. That's it's not kind like
0: of solemn Life circumstances. Uh, I was unfortunately with two little tiny babies divorced when i was 21 so to be honest i had to spend the last 30 years raising these children my two kids and now they're very they're independent and they're successful and they've kids of their own but it's not like i, know, I should have followed him but I, my circumstances and like you know man plan yeah. so that's my prefer, but life is great and now now is my time
1: all right so now is your time and you want to come here
0: yes but i still have a connection with my grandchildren so in my particular case it would be um you know half and half or not i could not you know i want to spend time with them here too or they'll come to israel i don't know but yeah
1: yeah you can't plan every little thing you just cannot and you've got to, um, you know, put one foot in front of the other and just get moving in some direction. And, and you're right. See what happens. See who follows. Um, people do all end up here. We, we all end up in Israel. And if you're here, they, they will come. I, I'm sure they'll come. They'll find their way. And um, we have two minutes. So I don't want to get into the why, the real why, because you, you touched upon it in our phone call we had a few phone calls you touched upon things there were just getting so bad you have to go um you didn't say any of that just now but i don't think that's something we we should ignore i would do want to talk about things getting bad when you say things getting bad i guess you could be talking about the political climate the economic climate
0: i'll talk about very briefly is what pushed me was that i personally as a jew this is just me i feel it's very dangerous here i live in brooklyn there's a tr- i'll make it real brief uh the crime now is absolutely horrendous here in brooklyn it's not even safe walk around the streets at night um there's tremendous tremendous anti-semitism and i i it's not something i believe it's something i know and i'm not a know-it-all there's no life and there's no future for Jews in the United States, and it's got it's living in little shtetlach here, like a block here, a block here of Jews, and it's totally insulated. And um, you asked why? I mean, it's just uh, there. Tr- it's very different. And the, I'm going to end it very quickly. The only way for Judaism to con uh, to con- continue in the United States is if you have Kashrut and Shabbat. If you don't, the rate of assimilation, and I'm very accepting, I do a lot of Qura's in my life, is uh, there's just tremendous assimilation. It's very hard to live as a Jew. There's no future for Jews just,
1: uh, okay, okay, we, we, we got you. We got to end it now. We're going to come back after a few minutes. We're taking a commercial break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Returning Home. That was hardly a break. It went so quickly. I was speaking to Sarah. um... And all of you who were just listening, please, please uh, listen to this woman. She's full of wisdom. And uh, she says something very powerful before we just ended the show. She said, there's no future for the Jews in the United States. The only way you can continue being a Jew in the United States is to keep kosher and keep Shabbat, which means be a religious Jew. Um, The place and the homeland of the Jews is Israel. I will counter with, there is no place for any Jew in the United States. Now, if you're going to be an assimilated Jew, Sarah... Um, which there are so many. You're telling me 95% of Jews marry out. They assimilate, right?
0: Yes. The, unfortunately now, uh, unless you're, like I said, um, I'll say very succinctly and strongly and adamantly, because I first-hand experience. I live in um, the secular world of public schools. I live in... um, religious world, I live in the woke world, and I see what goes on. The only there's actually, unfortunately, um, a big negative sentiment, um, a big sentiment anti-Israel, where I see a lot of liberal Jews, and I actually see a lot of from Jews. Uh, who don't believe in Israel, who um, I've had someone recently say to me that they don't believe in Israel bec- until Mashiach comes. Then I've had, on the other hand, uh, liberal Jews who uh, who who don't even want to hear about these tragedies. This re- recently in Efrat, she's like, oh, this Netanyahu's crazy. And I'm like, look at what they're doing all these people being killed. So I personally know, um, I know for myself that the only hope uh, is Eretz Yisrael. It's not really, this is where all Jews belong. This is where American Jews belong. Living here, there is so much, you just walk down the street in Brooklyn and there's, it's not even put in the news how many uh, crimes uh, against um, people just wearing kipot, against um, uh, white people, against religious people. I don't have it so much because people kind of respect me because I know how to handle every nationality in most situations because I've worked in jails most of my life. So I really <laughs> have great respect for everybody. But there's tremendous, tremendous, especially what bothers me is uh the woke community the these liberals that don't support israel and to get into politics those that are anti-trump i've said i, I i'm very understanding both political viewpoints okay. I was- Let,
1: let's just i want, I want to stop it because you, as you're saying a lot of things going on i want to yeah. translate whatever okay so a firm jew all of you listening, saying a firm jew means a religious Jew. now that's a that's a term you you might hear It's a Yiddish term, I think. Um, So Sarah is saying in Brooklyn where she lives, there are attacks against religious Jews. How does that happen? They are marked, they dress a certain way. Some of you probably know, black hat, black coat, beard. The men wear a beard, they would cover their heads with a hat, they cover their heads with a kippah. It's very clear and obvious. Who is a Jew? As a woman, not so much. As a woman, it could be a little harder to peg, but if she's walking with a religious man or she's walking with a child, with a kippa, you're gonna know that's a religious woman. And these people who are attacking them, Sarah, you're telling me they're liberals, I, I, I guess. I mean, are they like gangs or is it just like anybody?
0: That's different issues. There's one different issue. The crimes against the, what there is just, they put in New York, it's called a no bail reform. No bail reform means that, and I heard it in the jail this week, one of the kids said to me, "They don't, the only ones they put in jail now is if it's murder. If it's rape or guns or graffiti, they walk out. The only ones in jail. So the problem in New York, at least, I can't talk for other states, is there's no bail reform. So anyone could do anything they want to anybody and not go to jail. So they, from, let's say there's hate crimes against Jews. Unfortunately, there's been hate crimes against Chinese also because of the... So I'm saying there's tremendous hate crimes here. And it's not just against Jews, by the way. It's against African Americans, but they don't publicize it. There's tremendous crime, and it's because of the no-bail reform. On a separate note, I'm talking on the separate side, this is how I see it. I see that the liberal politics are very anti-Israel. Liberal and woke, those are two things terminologies that go hands in hand so the Mm -hmm. liberal and the woke population are just very anti-israel and very pro be honest pro-palestinian i've heard it from the liberal jews that i know and the liberal jews i work with and um you just have to go into the politics system the um aoc all these politicians and farrakhan and all these anti-israel movements that are going on in the united states and the liberals um support these anti-israel movements not everyone i'm not judging but you say what goes on so these are two different issues um, the crime is because of no bail reform anyone could do a crime except for murder you walk on the streets or and the separate issue is the liberal woke agenda. And mm-hmm. The liberal woke agenda is anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian, yeah. and that's the that's the story.
1: Okay, so, so so can we say fairly that those two reasons are is what that's prompting you to come?
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I the it's yes, it's impossible to live here. It's not impossible. I mean, you could. Have Oh, great. It's a comfortable. I fear. But um, the crime is out of control. And yeah. uh, even in the religious neighborhoods like upstate in um, Lakewood, in all these areas, there was a crime last year where um, I think uh, they broke into a, a house upstate and uh, a few people died. Just the statistics of anti-Semitism... Are through the roof in the United States.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then why aren't we seeing more people leaving? Why aren't we seeing this surge in Aliyah that we thought we would see because of Corona? We thought we would see it because of the protests after that, um, after that police incident with that George Floyd. I think was murdered. We really thought we were going to see. You know, a, a big number, a large number, 50,000 Jews from North America, we thought we'd see, and we didn't. We saw 4,000, the same that has remained steady for years, and, and they did not come. And when and you're telling me reasons they should come, tell me, and you're telling me reasons you're going to come. But the majority of the Jews, religious or not, don't seem scared, don't seem concerned, they're not getting on the plane.
0: Well, that's not true. Some I don't agree with that. I think if you look at cystics, I have a very close neighbor here and she's moving. And I know a lot of young people that want to go, but you know, again, it's funny if you have family here to just pick up and go by yourself. It's a, for a young couple, it's hard, but there are a lot of people making Aliyah. There are a lot of people making, um, leaving New York. There are a lot of people that I, which this I'll never understand. They're all going to Florida which has a am tr- not to talk about florida but they have a tremendous problem in florida with storms and you can't get insurance i, I don't get it they think I, i'll tell
1: you why i'll tell i get it i get it israel like you just said is very hard you know when you don't have family here and it's a foreign land florida is familiar to them it's it's their last stop before israel that's that's what they're thinking um I'm gonna bring, I've gotta get someone from Nefesh Benefish on the show and give us some real statistics because I, I don't think they're as high as you think. And it's great that you know a few people coming, but a few people is not uh, 50,000. A few people is not what the French have or what the Soviets have. Um, we just don't have the numbers. The Americans, the numbers are very low, very low. There's still 6 million Jews in America, um, just well, very low.
0: There, this I'm going to tell you. It, it's all related to politics. So on the social media, when you come to New York, you will never see, on the New York Times, you will never see, you know, in the religious newspapers, you'll see support for Israel, and um, but you'll never see New York Times or on the news, uh, there's especially now in CNN and all these liberal stations, the way they portray Israel and the way they portray what Israel does uh, against the Palestinians, that's part of the problem. It's social media. And the liberals and the woke people and those who who are are very pro-American, they are always help. It's like they're always out to help Jews. What's good about us is Kiddush Hashem. We're always there to help the underdog we always want to help which is what i do in my job i work with children who were the underdogs but i und- love everybody but with us every the the liberals jews are really i'm not going to say all of them uh are anti-israel like i was just at, I know, a certain doctor and i know he's reformed so i said oh there's this great program
1: why what happened all right so we will be back soon um sarah got cut off somehow stay with us we're actually just coming on to a break um and this is uh very good for everyone I'm listening so much- oh here she comes back sarah we're about to take a break we're about to take a break so hold your thoughts we'll, we'll come back i want you to tell me what that doctor said um when we come back and uh those of you who have questions please write them in Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com If you want to ask a question live to me or to our guest Sarah Kramer please click the red button on your um, screen if you're listening to this on the computer and uh, you can call in live. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Returning Home. This is Natalie Sapinski, and we're still speaking with Sarah Kramer out of Brooklyn, New York, who will be moving to Israel. We didn't get any details of that. We got a little carried away with talking about um, the situation and the atmosphere in New York, which uh, is important to hear and um, disturbing to hear, but I, I will say it's not surprising. So, Sarah, let's skip over all that, and let's talk about your plans for the future.
0: Um, Well, my plans for the future are as follows. This year, I will be completing.
1: And there's some kind of error. Oh, great. Okay, so I don't know what's going on. So I will just keep talking, and when we get Sarah back yes. on the air, we'll get Sarah back on the air. I think she's coming through. I'm here are now. Are you there?
0: Yes. Okay. So, did you hear me so far? We
1: did not. So take it from the top. What are your plans?
0: My plans are to uh, fill out the Aliyah paperwork for Nefesh Benefesh through them, and I have a small house in Flatbush is to sell it, and get something smaller uh, in New York, so when I come back to New York, I could see my children and grandchildren. And then um, through, I'm you know I'm a very uh, imp- com- compassionate uh, educator, and my ideal dream would be to work with incarcerated youth in Israel, like maybe in rabbi grossman's program something like that and to help the children in israel do what i've done here because most children i work with never come back to jail i have i'm very good with difficult children you know and wow
1: that that is great now what is rabbi grossman's program can you just tell us tell us a little yep. bit about that
0: it's cool and um I actually have his book here, and he has a program for children who've had traumas, who I guess they're orphans. Um, I would like to meet Dala Emek if I possibly can or wherever God sends me. And, you know, I'm very connected to my grandchildren here, so I need to be here for both of them. But I believe the only future for uh, any child and not whether if you're Jewish, whether you're religious or not, I believe it's just a better life, a quality of life and more value here. Everyone's chasing the mighty buck. I'm not saying you don't have to have comfort, but here in the United States, um, not everyone, but most people, all they think about are hedge funds and you know, I want to have a million dollars and not what's really important, like uh, this tragedy with Lucy D. And I was reading the seven F's that she wrote and the seven F's that she w- w- wrote were family and taking care of yourself and Eretz rowell and uh, that's the kind of values that I want to surround myself with people like like Lu- Lucy D who who said, I mean, ha- I'm going to like, if I, with tears in my eyes, the way I could end this is to think of her husband, this man lost his the love of his life, Lucy D, and his two daughters. And he said in the article, he said, if she had to do it all over again in him, they would still come to Eretz. They would still go to Israel and they would still live there. And that really summarizes all of this.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's true. It's true. Everything you've said is true. Um, yeah. I will say that wherever you live, wherever you go, you you take yourself with you. So if you're chasing the money in Miami or if you're chasing the money in New York, there are people who come to Tel Aviv and chase the money, Sarah, just don't be fooled. Um, if you want to leave us, lead a spiritual life, you can leave us lead a spiritual life anywhere. You can lead a spiritual life in Miami, in New York, on Wall Street, and in Israel, and in Tel Aviv, you can. It's all a matter of what you can do and what you want to do. And everybody has choices. Um, there are people in Susia you know, who never get out of their car. They've never gone to the security road. They've never gone beyond the the paved the paved roads. Um, this is where I live. Don't be fooled. Everything is up to the individual and everybody has free will and um I, I I, I, yeah i know yeah. i'm sure you do
0: no no i'm thank you for sharing so what i just wanted to add is my brother he has four daughters and each one lives different kind of life one lives in jerusalem one's an architect one's this one's that and one of my nieces lives in the goosh on top of a mountain and um it's it's not the safest place, but I can just tell you when I sleep with in that place with this group of Americans on top of a hill, always going to shul with their machine guns. It's the best sleep I ever had here. <laughs> okay. Like it's safer. There's not an internet, there's no cell phones. You know, and that's the happiest time in my life, the no of film. But you're right. My case is different because when I go to Israel, I come with, thank God, I come with a pension from the Board of Ed. But, you know, my financial situation is easier than most people, you know. <sighs> so, um, well, you know, I'm not, uh, but also I, just
1: we have to be measured. You got to be measured. Uh, I know people who, who want to make Aliyah and they just want to pray all day and they think praying all day is that's all they want to do well you know you got to eat you got to support yourself you know don't come here and sit around and expect people to take care of you everybody has a big family and everyone's struggling in their own way in their own way um but this is an amazing place and it's amazing to be able to reinvent yourself you Hello? won't be rein.
0: yeah yeah no so yeah i agree with you and you know you have to you know you have to work i've worked hard my whole life i still have s- several jobs i mean I I, work- I I wasn't i wasn't
1: referring to you okay you're a no. grandmother i'm talking about the young people who come here uh, or or maybe people you know middle age who who want who want to actually start over um and and shed their uh shed their baggage and start new you know we are not um a place for uh you know starting we're, we're not like some poor country that will just take any straggler. You know, I don't want people to think that Israel um, will take anybody and you just come here and you're going to get handouts. I want people to come here and build up the country. We need a lot of work to do. A lot has been done, but there are a lot of problems to, and we need people to fix them. And we need that American spirit. We need that American pioneering spirit. We need we need brave Jews. We need strong Jews. We need Jews, like you just told me, are sleeping on top of the hilltops with their guns. We don't need any more Jews living in the cities. We don't need any more people driving in their cars. You know, like, let's 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 build. We have a, a population of two million Arabs here who don't want us here.
0: Right. They want us. They want to throw us in the river. I. Agree That's right.
1: Them. Yeah. And and they're, they're they, they will not give that up and they're not slowing down. And the more Jews that just go to work and never get out of their cars. Um, there are fewer Jews sleeping on top of the mountains with their machine guns.
0: Right. I mean, that's why I want to, you know, when I get old, like, where do you want to live? I already, you know, that's why I want to be on top of the mountains. Locked with a, I mean, even though my age, I don't feel it. I feel like 20 and I feel I have so much to offer like Israel. I don't want to go me personally, I'm going to serve just like I always serve when I get that volunteer. I want to give, but um, you know?
1: It sounds like you will. It sounds like you will, and uh, you'll be a, a big contributor here, and I'm very excited you're coming. Thank you.
0: I hope so soon, but um, is there anything else I can do to um, support or offer any um, strength to uh, people my age or there are just so many wonderful volunteer things to do. And um, yes, there are. That, and, and, and you will find them and we'll help you
1: find them. Um, I, I asked you a couple of questions and I just, I, I think we have like maybe five more minutes. Right, why do you want to make Alia why now you answered us, your professional background. What does your family say?
0: Well, it's very interesting. My, I, I don't really have family here. I just have my children so my friends have become like my family but my son is extremely zionistic um and he has three boys and he goes frequently to israel um i think you know at some points he would very much like to make aliyah but you know it's you know it's it's hard to just pick up and you know just leave for them at least in their situation and my daughter is just came back from israel her husband is a wonderful wonderful he's syrian and israeli and he was actually in the army and he's in israel now um but uh what did they say about me going um they want me to you know i live my whole life for them and i think they would be very happy uh whatever i decide to do you know they have you told. Wait, have you told them um, they know it's, I've been talking about it for years. I mean, I go every Ah, time. you have not told them. <laughs> they like say, oh, I'm making Aliyah next September. But when I do fill out my papers, I didn't fill out my, I don't like to say that I'm going to do something and then not do it. just not my will.
1: Uh-huh. So, okay. Um, we kind of, she went off. I don't know what happened there. Um, just, I guess I I'm will. Going. There she is. There she is. We lost you. I don't know why that keeps happening. Repeat what you just said, if it was uh, important, Sarah.
0: To Always be honest with everyone. And I never told them because I didn't have a date. But when I fill out my nefesh-benefesh form and tell them I'm going September 1st, 2000, whatever, I will tell them that, yeah, I'll tell them. Okay.
1: Okay. When it's a concrete, when you have a concrete date. Then you'll right. tell them, but now they don't know. All right. So, so if they listen to this program, they'll hear it. And otherwise they will not until it comes out of, from you. Um, look, uh, I, I I applaud you. That is very brave. Um, when you're a grandmother to come alone, to come alone anyway. But when you're young, it's easy. When you're older, when you've had the comforts of life and you've built a world and a family, it's harder. Um, You will probably be fine. You work with incarcerated kids. Uh, Probably nothing scares you. Nothing will knock you down. And you will continue to build people up all around you. And um, it'll it'll be it'll be great to meet you over here when you do get here, Sarah. Okay.
0: Yes, I just want to say one last thing you mentioned that um, we have comforts here. So I just wanted to share one last thing that people think, oh, in the United States, it's so easy, this and that. It's very hard here now, even to earn a living. I didn't big I didn't mention the finance I know we have to go the financial aspect, but New York, in particular, with taxes and everything, it's not such an easy place to live financially. The middle class is suffering. so it's not comfortable anymore here. kosher food, rent, gas, electric. So I don't know how it is in Israel financially but it is not easy to live in the United States financially. The only ones who are living comfortably are those who don't work and get get incentives. Like they're giving in Texas, in uh, California, $360,000 to African American people. But to be um, middle class in New York is uh, prohibitive and not easy and not comfortable and a terrible financial burden so i don't know how it is you know anywhere else i'm just telling okay you. well
1: you should know, and that's a that's for another show but in israel you know it is it is depending on where you live um yeah. but here it is expensive um as you may know tel aviv is like number six most expensive country in the world a city in the world you don't right. need to live in tel aviv okay but Things here are expensive too. Gas is six shekel uh, a a liter. You know, what's a liter? A liter is a little bottle. Um, Filling up your car. My car holds forty liters. I have a Honda Civic. It's two hundred and seventy shekel each time I fill up my car. That is ninety dollars. Okay, it's expensive here. Um, But again, depending on where you live, like my house was eighty six thousand shekel. That's a thirty. $1000 was my house okay um that was in 2007 and it was a very very small house but it was a house you know with a with wa- running water and electricity and we took a mortgage and built a second floor today my house is worth uh, t- much more and houses here are going for a million more than a million shekel um but again they're big houses with a yard in Jerusalem you're not going to find that in the cities uh, you're not going to find that so that is one reason People live where they live. They live in these homes, They live in, uh, you know, Beit Shemesh. You can get all kinds of housing in those places: small, big homes, apartments. Right. And, um, but you know, food is expensive, and uh, you know, cottage, right. you know, cucumbers. We all got to eat, and uh, it's expensive. What do you do? You you manage. You you bake. You buy flour. You you, know what I mean? right. you plant a garden. Um, you get chickens. you, you do what you got to do. And you, uh, right. you, 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 you don't go out, or you don't travel, or you have one car, or you have no car. Um, you know, budgeting is part of life everywhere. It could, you know, people can live any way they they want. They they have to make these choices. as part of being an adult. Um, I was just going to say that you know you take yourself with you wherever you go. You take your problems with you wherever you go. So there are people who have mental problems and also social and. They come to Israel and they still have these problems, you know, there actually could be even more problems coming here. Um, But uh, a lot of people also see this as a a new life, as starting over. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to shed your old skin and whatever issues and whatever problems, whatever was dragging you down and come to a new place, no matter where it is, and, and feel refreshed and feel new and feel brave. And um, I think that could probably happen with any kind of move, but but Israel's special. Israel's not like any kind of move. There's a culture here. It's a different culture. Okay, Um, people are very very forgiving here. If you're late for a meeting, you know, you just they'll move the meeting. They'll make it later. You can do that, and on a professional level, you can do that. Um, You don't have to wear a suit to work. You know, you you can wear sandals. I don't know. It, it's something very informal and very warm, family-like, and uh, that that transcends all 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 boundaries here. Religious, city, uh, fancy office, not fancy office. You're always going to be offered coffee, and you know you're always going to be um, asked about your family, and you're always going to be. Um, I don't know. I think looked at as a human, not just as a robot, and. Um, you, you especially, with your years of experience and your heavy New York accent, I mean, wow, you know, you are just like perfect for the radio. People are going to want to talk to you. Um, you speak so well. You speak so slowly. I see why you're a great teacher. <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. I would love to be on the... I would love to uh, continue to serve humanity and serve Eretz Yisrael and serve the world and make them bring peace people always call me the uh, united nations because i have a way they say like when i leave one of my sites they say i could calm any situation and bring people calm and serenity and that's who i am and who knows what this will lead to but um, well that's a
1: very important skill i love that
0: you you basically can uh
1: You like to walk into problems and fix problems in a way, because that's that's a mediator.
0: Yes, I am. That's what I do. I'm actually a chaplain also, by the way.
1: Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? What does that?
0: So a chaplain is somebody international, it's part of the USCC where when there's a, a storm or if there's a natural disaster, like we had in South Florida when Surfside, they send in chaplains to bring ministry. It's called Ministry of Presence. So, for example, today I work with a program, a junior chap program, and we're going to, I'm leading a group of young ladies, junior chaps, and we're going to go visit a nursing home and bring comfort.
1: And it's uh, not- uh, 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 Almost like therapy. Um, Not really. No? Junior
0: oh. chaps chaplain like in the army they have chaplains in uh, they have chaplains in the united states army they have chaplains in the navy
1: yeah yeah but what is it like a religious
0: kind of it's we we deal in the united states at least with every religion so we deal with um like for example in the police department there were a lot of suicides right so um they would call a chaplain in to bring comfort. It's called ministry of presence, help Mm. just somebody to talk to, Mm. to listen to their problems and just to, and you go for training being a chaplain. It's Mm -hmm. not, you don't just get the degree. Uh, So I'm a chaplain also as well. And um, the Israeli army has chaplains.
1: Okay. I, 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 I think yeah. they're probably extremely necessary. Um, right. P, a lot of our soldiers suffer from uh, post-trauma stress exactly. disorder. And, you know, our rescuers also have this issue. They see such horrible things and experience such horrible things. I, I honestly, you know, some of them, I, I can't, I, I could never do what they do. Um, right. And they had to get back out there. Right. And they need to shake it off or talk it out or something. I mean, wow. We, the the things they called, go through.
0: Yeah. It's called ministry of presence. It's just being there to listen. Yeah,
1: I get it. I get it. Um, okay. Well, Thanks. thank you, Sarah. Thank you for coming on the show and for uh, speaking with me and for uh, telling us what the uh, atmosphere is like there. People are generally not so uh, detailed on that but i think you're the first person we've ever had on the show from brooklyn new york so um thank you for sharing and i hope more people uh, open their eyes and see what's going on and don't put their heads in the sand and pretend it's going to go away i don't think it's going to go away either um and people should come to israel
0: right okay thank you Be, have a great right. day
1: oh, bye-bye, bye-bye. Okay, so she's off. Um, I think uh, we're still on the air, but I was um, good. I, I'm so, on the air, so great. So I was telling Sarah and I was telling all of you that when you do move, when you come to Israel, if you come to Florida, wherever you go, you're taking yourself with you. And uh, whatever stress you have in life, sometimes you take that stress with you. And um, recently happened to me that I was involved with a project and One of the women helping me um, couldn't come. She she has some kind of uh, mental illness, uh, depression. And I really um, was so uh, surprised and affected by that because this woman is just beautiful and so put together. And I didn't know that she had suffered. She suffered from this. And I realized, like, wow, you really never know what someone's going through just because you see them and they're beautiful and put together. Maybe they're just putting on a, a show. Maybe it takes them a lot of effort to put themselves together. Maybe you don't know what's really going on inside someone's life. And it made me appreciate um, my own problems and my own abilities. And I have lots of uh, issues. I have lots of um, problems. But I think Hashem gives us, God gives us the problems specific to us. And he gives us problems for us, that we must deal with, that we must grow from. And I, 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 I really was so um, appreciative that I have my cognitive abilities and I have the ability to get up and go um, and leave the house and, and deal with people and deal with a foreign language and deal with uh, negotiation and, uh, you know, there are lots of things I can't deal with. OK. But some certain things I can, and I was so, so, so um, surprised, and I guess sidetracked, and and so this wow, I, I, there are people who really can't get out the door, and um, so this particular woman is a foreigner, and she had this depression wherever she came from, a European country, and she she still has it. I didn't know, and wow, that's pretty amazing to to be able to make Aliyah with um, your whatever you have. And I think it just says that, uh, you know, we all have strength in us and um, get out the door and go. And and we have that. And even if you don't have it all the time, when you do have it, use it, you know? And this woman did. She she got out the door and she went, she moved to Israel. She's having her the issues she had there, she's having here, but she's here. She's here dealing with it here and um when you move to israel it's not like all your problems are going to disappear not at all and you've got to be mature and you've got to be an adult about that don't think you can continue uh if you're getting in fights with people in america you're probably going to get in fights with people in israel too um but at least you'll be here you know And, and all the little issues and all the little problems at least you're in the right place okay everything here is in the right place everyone ends up here And and this is where you want to be, and this is where you want to have your problems, and this is where you want to have your struggles, and you want to be able to, um, you know, put your feet on this holy ground and lay down on these holy mountains and have your free time and have your entertainment here in Israel, okay, not some foreign land, and you don't want to be saying someday in Israel, or when I get to Israel, or I wish I had been to Israel, because it's not a way to live. Okay, it's this, you don't want to live with with. I wish I had. Come, come now with your problems, without your problems. You know, you just get better here. Everything's better here. You know, I I, I think you get stronger here. Um, I I I didn't. I don't want to like dissuade anyone, but it isn't magic, and there is no magic. It's um, it's not like that. And and to to come with these high expectations and unrealistic expectations is a big, big uh, mistake. And I think everyone who does come should have their eyes open as much as possible and have all their, you know, energy and be, um, you know, be sharp and use your tools. And, uh, you know, I'm speaking with people all the time who want to come to Israel. And I said, start using Hebrew, start watching, you know, Hebrew movies, you know, get familiar to hear the language, to listen to the language, you know, give yourself, a leg up, um, start learning the map, um, start getting Israel in your life, even on the computer, even from wherever you are. Don't just wait till you're here. Don't just wait till you go into Olpan. start, start, we all have the means. Everybody today has a computer, everybody's the internet, everybody's access. Um, Israel is a very vibrant, vibrant country. Even if you're not in the city, it's busy, you know, it's alive. Um you're going to be building a new life and you're going to be creating new memories and um, you, you want them to be, you know, powerful. You want them to, to have impact and and they can, they really can. So uh, we're coming on to the 75 years and uh, you know, it's pretty funny to, to be here and, and I'm 52 years old. And I even say to my kids, how old am I going to be when Israel's a hundred and they calculate it and da, 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 you know, and I'm going to be like, I think I'm going to be 78. They told me. I think that's right. But um, you know, it, it's very exciting to see the, the big number 75. And uh, that's a milestone. That's a milestone. And um, it's very exciting. We're all very excited. And the flags are out. And the kids right now are rehearsing outside on the stage on our grass for their dances. And they recorded the clip, the video clip last week, and they asked my husband to drive his car and have kids dancing on the back of the car. And this all starts up and it's very much like a family picnic where I live. It's very old fashioned that way. And that I love that hasn't changed. I don't know if it ever will. Um, it's the best part about living in a small community. It's that family feeling. Like I said, we're all going to be sitting up on the grass outside with our picnic blankets, eating dinner, watching, um, the show live from Jerusalem. And, uh, It's very old fashioned, you know, it's very simple. And um, it's uh, it's probably my favorite night of the entire year. And it makes us all feel like kids. We all feel like kids. How can you not, right? So I want to thank you all for listening. And um, if you want to, you know, send in your comments. I I have people writing to me all the time. Again, Natalie at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I will be in the States uh, in about three weeks and I'll talk about that on my next show and um, have a great week. Enjoy Yom HaTzmaut wherever you are. Have a very meaningful Yom HaZicharon and um, you know, let's all remember and uh, give some serious thought and to those who have fostered lives, this amazing state and Jewish country. Um, It's very, very sad and heavy and it's, unfortunate that the terror just doesn't stop here. And every year on Yom HaZewchun there are more victims and it's painful um, and it's horrible. But we have to fight, you know. We have to fight. You move here, you got to join the fight. And uh, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. Um, and then you know, the amazing day afterwards Yom HaZewchun is just amazing. And I think all over the world, in every Jewish community, it's a big day. And there's no better time to love Israel than Yom HaTzmaut and wear your blue and white and enjoy it and uh, you know send in your pictures I would love to see them have a great week everyone and Chag Sameach If you love Israel News Talk Radio then you'll love our Facebook page we keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio go now to follow us on Facebook Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great
0: stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too advertise with israel news talk radio and get your message out to people we'll build a personalized package for you contact advertising at israelnewstalkradio.com straight talk from israel you're listening to israel news talk radio